Hey y'all, welcome back to Wine Down Wednesday, the podcast. My name is Morris Haywood, and I'll be your host on this journey. Our mission is to make sure you have the most fabulous wine and a little topic on the side. And my co-host is Jeremy Teal. another episode of Wine Down Wednesday. The podcast. Yes, my name is Morris, and this is my lovely co-host. Jeremy. Yes, Jer- well, you're lovely, Jeremy. I mean, yes, I love it, but I love the co-host, like, uh, parentheses, not parentheses, but what was the the quotations? I'm joking, I, I'm messing with you. Okay. You did great. Y- y- y'all didn't see it, but there was this hand gesture. It was kind of like a very... Hand gesture. Hand gesture thing. <laughs> okay. So we have a very special guest. Oh. Yes. Special. Special guest. She is special. She is special. Yes. So she is a licensed clinical social worker. And she went to my alma mater, Texas State, which is great. She has a master's degree in social work. Plus, she's an awesome person. Plus, she's an awesome person. Welcome, Nikki, everybody. You know, so Nikki. You know, we do wine and we do champagne and the, we do the topic. Mm-hmm. So um, right now we're going to start off doing some champagne. You like to, you like champagne? I adore champagne. What's your favorite champagne? Do you have a favorite champagne or you just drink whatever? Um, and I, I'm kind of prone to drinking Brut Cava's. And so Cava is from a region of Spain um, and the Brut has less sugar in it. So like you can get different sweetnesses and the brute kind of is just like that packs a little punch okay look at you that's the wine on tip of the day is that brute that brute packing a little punch yeah, listen I, i'm here for the packing and the punching so let's <laughs> okay. well with things that are sweeter so if you're gonna mix a champagne or or a sparkling white wine with something a little heavier like uh grapefruit vodka or you know something else Fruit juice, mimosas, you know. That's why they do mimosas. That's why they do mimosas. Okay, interesting. Well, you know what? You are our wine expert of the day, too, as well, by the way. We love to hear it. Yeah, we do love to hear it. All right, so the champagne, champagne, and I'll help it out. Champagne, this is called Chemin d'Or. Mm. It's a brute, like you mentioned, actually, Nikki. And it that means it's going to be drier. That's what the guy said. And it is from France. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's from, from France. Also, too, as well, just to note, it's, I, you know, I wanted to get a, a rosé at first because they have a rosé brand of this. Okay. I thought it would be a little sweeter. But um, I wanted to do something dry and something, like, with a punch, like you mentioned, with a punch this time. So this is good. We're going to open this bad boy up and drink it. Why it's got to be a boy. Uh, I'm you, joking. Just... Just being an asshole. You're right. And I hope this is the, you know, typically when we get somebody to open this, we typically have a, a man to open this. Yes. <laughs> AKA me. So we're going to pour the wine, other than the champagne. And am I pouring this right? Just pour it. Okay. Well, she's the wine. She's the expert. We're going to cheers it. One, two, three. Oh, cheers to you as well. Yeah. And then we're going to drink. Okay, so we're drinking. Also, uh, Nikki is not drinking right now. Is having a lovely soda, soda pop, from an organization we would love to sponsor us in the future. So holla if you got money. Thank you very much. Okay, now we rate. Okay. It's very dry, but it's cute. It's popping. Listen, 
Okay. Okay. Now, Nikki, when you can I, I when, do you smell champagne? Do you do you, can you smell champagne? Bubble, so I mean it might ever mess right up your yeah. Don't don't inhale and sneeze. It always just smells like alcohol to me. Champagne does. Well, like sparkling wine just smells straight up like rubbing alcohol to me. Wow. Like kind of how Everclear smells. Ooh. That's what it smells like to me. I like Everclear. Uh, of course you do. Of course you do. Because you are a fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so it's now we rate. Yes. So I'm rating this. You want me to rate this first? Yes, go. Okay. I'm rating this about, a, about an eight. Okay. It's a good eight. Okay. I was definitely going into the five. Oh. But. Why five? Because it's not cold. What? Nikki, it is cold. It is not cold. It is Luke cold, if that. It, to me, it's cold. If, I like it. If, I like if it. it were cooler. It needs to be just above freezing. But either way, eight and eight and five is what we're going with. Yeah. And it's enough to get a bitch drunk so we can talk about our fantastic topic, which everyone in this room loves to talk about. Oh, dating. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yes. And fun fact, uh, peoples and peoples, Nikki might or might not have a date after this recording session. I might, and that's why I'm um, drinking soda because we're not gonna pregame our gaming date. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait, it's a gaming date? Like you're gonna game while dating? No, it's a um. Well, I don't want to. We're we're going out for drinks, so I don't want to have drinks and then go out for more drinks. Um. Yeah, but it, it's like we've reached that pinnacle point in dating where it's now like the crucial convert, the first crucial conversation about, are you my person? Or like, do you want to sign up for the team? Do you have a position on the dance card? Like, the fuck we doing? Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Well, dating is definitely a hot topic here on the Wind Down Wednesday podcast. If you had any any like semblance of love for us, you would have listened to at least that one <laughs> in season one. I forget what episode it was, maybe four. Yeah, it was episode four. Um, and it was crazy. And this is just this is not even part two. This is part one with friends because I feel like dating is an ev it's an evolutionary conversation that is evergreen and can always be had. <laughs> I, I hate dating. I hate it. Like I, t I told I told uh, Jeremy, I just I it's too much work to date. Okay, so I think as we age, like, let's be real, like dating in our teens and early 20s was like, oh my God, you real hot. I just want to, I just want to hit it and quit it and like, mm -hmm. you know, or hit it and hit it again and hit yep. it again. Like maybe we'll go out for dinner. Um, but dating in your 30s is like, okay, like, do you have a car to get yourself to the place? No, and then you gotta have a conversation like are you gonna uber like are you already downtown i'm sorry is that like a milk crate dresser you have <laughs> oh what a milk crate dresser i've never hooked up with somebody on grinder and gone over to their place and they're like i'm a top and you get there and they got four pieces of furniture and like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's happened a lot actually uh, but that wasn't considered a date though that's considered a hookup i'm curious what do you consider dating because i do hear people say things they use the words like dating or relationship 
and they use it so broad, like they use a broad word to do say something very specific. It means something different to so many people. So what does dating mean to you, Nikki? You know, I think our, our good friend. Dan Savage. Dan Savage. I don't know who Dan Savage is. He's a white man. Move oh. forward. <laughs> okay. But he's a gay columnist. He is. He's a columnist. He's, he's a writer. He speaks very much for the queers. Okay. And dating particularly. A lot about dating um, and what dating is and just relationships in general. Um, and he has some wild stuff to say about dating. Well, I'm less curious about that. I'm more curious about you. Fuck Dan. <laughs> so what do I think dating is? Um, well, oh, so the point I was, I was trying to get to is like dating has three stages. One is there's food, entertainment, and sex. So is that all in one date or is that like over a period of time? I think it's generally like all in one day. Like you go out, you have some drinks, you watch a movie, you go home and bang, you've been on a date. Okay, see here I was, for some reason I was still hung on thinking that was num step one. <laughs> like you have that, you do those three things on step one and then there are two more steps when you do other things. Okay, so those were steps, one, two, and three. Okay. But the problem, see, the problem that I have with that is that that that's just that's 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 a lot structured, right? And so that's a lot of work. I mean, if you think about it, you got to do all that in one night. But I guess if you're doing it and you're enjoying yourself, that's a good date. Well, so okay, that's the reason we asked, right? Because the, here we, the three of us, are having a conversation about the same thing, and three of us have com three completely different takes on this because here i am thinking that those three steps don't have to happen in the same night for you to be dating but that was like you know damn savages kind of thing i think it was damn savage but anyway all three of those equals a date well now i'm curious so morris and i identify as male i present as male so does morris uh you are presenting woman um and i'm just curious what is it like dating as a you in this world as a as a female presenting individual um you are white right yes yeah um you're not you're not the skinniest lady you're not the shortest lady right so no like i'm six foot two and 325 like i'm like dating a jaeger like i'm like the sweet kaiju girlfriend i'm here to stomp your city <laughs> stomp your city you well, what's it like i'm curious like what is what is what is dating like for you Dating for me is an interesting perspective because for um, for generally my entire adult life, I've also identified as queer and poly, polyamorous um, and kinky. We're going to say that's a lot. You know, people are either like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I'm good with one, but not all three. Or like, you know, does that mean we're going to do weird bedroom stuff and I'm like only if you're into it you know consent but some folks get hung up on one of the three or all of the three or whatever and um you can always tell when you go out with like a cishet white guy and they're like but you identify as queer like do you date men queer is not synonymous with lesbian but most people think that most people think that I mean they do you know but I don't like to identify as pansexual because I'm also a baker. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to laugh. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, for a long time, like coming out in my teens, I was bisexual. 
And then as I started dating trans folks, um, bisexual really wasn't the identity that really resonated with um, having trans partners. So queer um, became more of a, a fuller identity, maybe. And okay. also it, it kind of has that political glean on it. Like, you know, we're not going to lay down and take it. We're going to, you know, represent and be out in the street. I have a question for you. Um, so it, it sounds like this is very hard. Like for you, dating is extremely hard. Do you think that? What do you think? Because you have so many obstacles that you're going through. I never thought about like all of those obstacles. I'm just thinking about myself. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say it's harder than anyone else, right? But I think as a femme identifying woman who is occasionally interested in dating other women, you know, we're, we, we look across the room and we're like, is she into girls? I don't know. Is she into girls? I don't know. Like, you know, neither one of us are going to ask each other out for like the next nine months while we're trying to figure out like, you know, if one of us actually likes girls, um, trying to date women is like, you know, man, like catching butterflies or something. I don't know. Men is, men is hard for me. I mean, it's, I, I can't, it's hard for me to grasp a guy. I, I typically like the guys that don't like me back. Right. And so like the guys who are in the gym, <laughs> fitness, all that sort of stuff. Like, I'm not that guy, but I tend to like those guys. And when I tend to like those guys and they don't like me back, I get hurt and I feel rejected. And I feel like, oh damn, let me, let me, let me just, let me not, let me forget dating. Fuck this dating shit. And that's what gets, that's what's, that's what, a, that's what the struggle is, is that I just, it's, it, I just feel like it's hard. That, that, that's the reason why I don't, that's the reason why I hate dating. Like those guys don't like you. It's that one that you approached doesn't. Because, you know, as a six foot two, 325 pound, you know, dominant person, um, I've dated people of all sizes and nationalities and identities. I think it really just takes connecting with the person, you know, and being confident in yourself to, to show up for someone else. And not everyone is going to like me. That was a hard lesson. Um, I worked for, uh, an attorney and, and this was in early college and I, he would get on the elevator or I would get on the elevator and he'd be on the elevator and he's like, how's your day going? And I'm like, super duper. And he's like, good. Cause like most people just really want you to have a bad day. And the other people, the other part of the people don't care. And I'm like, oh, that's harsh, but right. he's kind of right. Like, you know, some people are just grumpy. And those aren't my people. You two are amazing to listen to because here I am, you know, the married one of the bunch, and I still love dating. Like, I do. I think it's so dope. Uh, I'm officially not allowed to date, right? Like, that is our uh, an understanding in our marriage. But that doesn't mean I can't entertain men in a way that is adjacent to dating because uh, I love gifts and I like activities and I am often on the road and hanging out and doing things with several people who I like as you know individuals I also do love I like going on dates with my friends I help, I take myself on dates right so like I am very I am specific with what I'm saying a date is and I'm also specific with what I deem the outcome to be and listening to what Nikki's saying um in response and not just in response to you know her moment, but also in yours most, is that 
it isn't everybody. Like it, it can't be. It's just not possible that it's a dating sucks in sentence. Like no, no, no. Dating insert certain kind of person, a.e., a person's name at this point in time in my life sucked because you know, like you have to be specific. That way, when you're going back and you're thinking on like that experience, you can say, oh, "Okay, yeah, that sucked, but it doesn't suck." Does that make any sense to y'all? Yeah. So I think it depends on what the purpose of your dating activities are because you're married, right? So at the end of the night, you go home, you can snuggle your tiny little butt up against that other tiny little butt in your bed and like, you're fine. Right. But the tiny little butt in my bed is also attached to four legs and licks my eyeballs. Like (laughs) always um, maybe fulfilling in a spiritual and, you know, connective sense as as actually having a partner right um so i was dating a married man for two years and he never slept over really and like ultimately i had to decide that you know our relationship wasn't going to you know be more than that right and so that's why i'm back out on the dating market you're dating for fun and flirtation morris and i maybe have like with an end goal. Absolutely. Like we are on the runway trying to launch something and you're just already in air. Like I'm in first class, bring me some chocolates. I would like <laughs> sushi, fluff my blanket. On a very interesting tip, I hate the way that you date, uh, mm-hmm. Jeremy, only because I feel like you're devaluating the dating experience for the single person. Oh, no, that's why I was saying that this is, that's why I was trying to figure out what dating meant for us, right? Because it isn't, uh, it doesn't just mean one thing to everybody, right? So, like, this is what it means for me. Okay. And when you self, you self-define it, you can't compare yours to mine because you've defined it for yourself. Does that make sense? It, it makes sense, but I think the point is, is that you're, I feel like you're perpetuating a dating experience that is that may seem positive for other people and they'll go ahead and follow your path. Oh yeah. So you're very influential in your dating in your dating process. And to have a husband or have a partner and then do that kind of dating and for other people to see that, they think, oh well, if he does it, it's okay for me to do it. And then now the single person is left in the background because now you're dating everybody and you have a man at home, but now the single person who wants to date for real, mm. monogamously, monogamously, it's hard for them to find that date because now they're having to compete with you basically, compete with your dating experience. So I think it's interesting too, like dating as a polyamorous person who may not have like a nesting partner or an anchor partner or like a primary relationship or a marriage, like, mm-hmm. you know, I have a fetish partner and I see him twice a month, you know, and the conversation in the polyamorous life is like, well, are you single or are you dating or are you partnered? And it's like, well, he's important to me and I'm not going to give him up to date you. Right. Okay. Same time. Like I have, you know, a ride or die position available. So now I got to ask you a question on that. So you say that you would never give that up. Never. Because polyamorous people like do all kinds of crazy things all the time. There's no, 
one person's poly is not anyone else's poly. So, so just to make sure I'm defining polyamorous, uh, that, that type of that, that word, does that mean like you just have an open mind or open relationship or what does that really, what does that mean? So for me, it means, I mean, it's poly, so many amorous loves, right? So we have many loves, um, but it can mean it's ethically non-monogamous. So everyone is included in the conversation of like, you are not the only person that I'm having intimate partner relationship with, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or we're all there in that conversation. And then also like, you know, it's potentially open, right? If I'm still actively seeking partners, it means it's open. Or if they're actively seeking partners, they are open. Um, you can have polyamorous situations, which are like a triad, which is like three people and they're fidelitous within the three people. Like I was in that situation for six and a half years before my wife passed away. I lived with another, with a husband and a wife. Wow. That, that's, that's, that's interesting. Did you, and how did you find, were you dating somebody first or how did that even come about? So I met her at her birthday party because I got invited to her birthday party by a friend. I met her first. And that was like, you know, a one night party. And then I met um, him at Holly Austin dinner meetup. Okay. He was just chatting with me and chatting with me. And I'm like, um, I don't know what you're like, what you want for me. Uh, you know, it's like a six foot tall string being of a man, like real thin. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm a plus size woman. I'm like, what do you want from me? Obviously, like, you can't be attracted to me because you're like a third of my volume. But he kept going. And then, like, I don't know, four or five months later, he's like, do you catch much theater? And I was like, oh, he's gay. Like, that's- <laughs> I was like, yes, we can go to the theater. That would be great. And so he shows up to the theater with a gay couple who is his boss and his, his boss's husband. And I was like, oh, they're like a group. Bless. This is going to be amazing. And he's like, no, this is my boss and his husband. And I was like, okay. He's like, I'm married to a woman. I was like, but then, um, you know, we went on a couple dates and it came to the like time to meet your wife moment. And um, I actually went to, I, I showed up in his house for the first time. And he's like, she was out of town and she's like, well, let me show you some pictures of her. <clears throat> and this is back in like hmm, 2000, hmm, when, you know, mm-hmm. actual pictures printed out he opened this photo album and they were photos of that birthday party that i had been at and there i am topless with his wife who i did not know was his wife and i'm like there are photos of me and your wife topless in your photo album we had we had you know panties on like lingerie it's like oh so you met my wife wow and that's how that's how it's all started with that situation and that's how dating should be yeah it should be a randomly caught off guard situation in a way like only so far because now i have to push back because you did come for me and i'm okay with that (laughs) but what i have to keep stressing to people is dating is work and it's work for yourself you have to know who you are what you want and as it evolves as you date people or that same person or whatever that communication has to happen as well. Whereas maybe you thought that you were, you know, you were looking to get married to someone and you're six years into dating someone and you realize marriage isn't for you. That doesn't mean that dating didn't work out. 
right? And that also doesn't mean you can't stay with that person. That just means y'all don't get married, but you have to have that conversation. That's just one example. And my, the idea of people being in competition with other one another is a farce. Like we are in no competition with one another. Well, it's just not a thing. I, I, I wait, wait, I disagree. I disagree. We are in competition because when it comes to dating, I have to compete with the way you look. I have to compete. I have to compete for the guy's attention. I have to compete for you know basically what I do for a living. If I don't measure up to what he well, sorry. If I don't measure up to what he does, then maybe he won't like me. Or if I don't measure, or if he doesn't measure up to what I'm doing, maybe he doesn't like me. You know, so there's a, I feel like there's a lot of competition with dating, and I just I don't like all that. Does it feel is it a competition, or is that you just not believing what you have to offer is enough? This idea of he, what if I don't, or what if I can't? That doesn't have anything to do with the rest of us in the dating pool. That's an I question. That's not a y'all question. Now, it's it, the, the y'all question would be, what do you all want? And if you don't measure to those things, it's not bad. You just don't measure. So my mom, I was talking to my mom, right? My mom and I have a great relationship. And I was talking with her about dating. And I was talking about a date that I had. And, you know, this person has like a, a GED and they're an artist and whatever. And, and I was like, I just don't know if our life paths are, are similar. And my mom, she's just like, she's like, you're a classist. And I was like, oh, mom's throwing out the big guns. What? <laughs> but the reality is, is that I have a determined life course, right? That I set. I have goals, I have desires, and I have wants and needs. And the reality is, is that I'm going to accept a certain range of people based on how their wants, goals, needs, etc., fit with mine. And if they don't, and they don't, you know, so and it's not bad. And I'm not mad at it. Right. Cause there was once upon a time, Nikki had a Tuesday night girlfriend. Like we went out once a week or so, and we had a really good time, you know, and I separated from my husband at the time. And she was like, well, we're going to be primary partners now. Right. And I was like, ma'am, you know, she had a diagnosis of MS and mm -hmm. she's not treating her MS. She wasn't seeking medical attention for it. She decided that dropping LSD and partying was the way that she was going to deal with her receiving a diagnosis of MS. And my life is not that. It is mm -hmm. a professional career. And, I, you know, I have life goals and I'm doing things and, you know, I'm, I'm on my career trajectory, right? Mm -hmm. And so she had talked about having kids and I was like, okay, well, with your MS, you have seizures. And so you don't drive. So it was like, are you going to ride your bicycle ET style to go pick up our children at daycare and put them in the milk crate basket? That's when she broke up with me because I'm an asshole. <laughs> but like, but that's the reality though, right? It's like, you know, what you, what is acceptable for a person that you see once a week 
or even a friend that you go on a date with is different than what you see yourself with as a life partner. Mm -hmm. So I think that also changes what dating is, is because what is your ultimate goal? Like what position on the team are you trying to fill with the person that you are interviewing on a date? I have to ask this question. Okay. It, I guess it's less a question. Maybe it's a statement. Okay, I don't work with me. Okay, y'all. Okay. okay. So, <clears throat> yes, it's like the the pool is there. You let's just say that the person isn't what you want. Let's just whatever it is you feel like you want. That person does not become ineligible of being someone else's person because they weren't yours. Stick with that. Okay. Let's just say you're that person now. Okay. You were not eligible for the seat on the team. Okay. Cool. You aren't a bad person. There ain't nothing wrong with you. You are not ugly or stupid or undesirable or unlovable. Just because dating that person, those persons didn't work out or vice versa, mm -hmm. doesn't make us bad people. Also does not put us in competition. Also does not, but, but, but you know what I'm saying? I think that's the, I wanted to drive that point home for anyone who's listening because oftentimes people do find much rejection as they do in so much of life. Mm -hmm. Like you don't get every job you apply for. You know, you, 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 you don't always get to take the shit when you want to. Like, True. there are some fails on this planet, and everyone doesn't turn into this catastrophic, oh my God, my life is over. Why the fuck is dating one of them? for? I don't understand that. Because I think there's expectations, and it's like, I don't know, somewhere I saw it was like a meme or something. It's like, how many people do I have to re recount my life's trauma to before I find my soulmate? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you're habitually going out and being like, you know, I was depressed in the 90s and I spent the 2000s on, you know, in rehab and now I'm okay. Um, you know, whatever your story is or their story is, like, you know, I went on a date. This person said that they were in uh, the, the news industry, uh, like TV, radio, television, film, you know, it was real vague <laughs> you know, with this person. They work for Fox News. I am a social worker. I'm a hard left. And they work for Fox. I was like, boom, ding one. Two, <laughs> we ordered food. And I ordered a fajita salad. It's Texas. We were at Trudy's. Okay. Fajita salad, right? He's like, did you order a salad just for me? I was like, no, bitch, I ordered a salad for me. What are you eating? And he's like, oh, I meant like, you know, because you're a fluffy girl on a date. And I'm like, bitch, I ordered a salad because I wanted a salad. Ding too. And then he has a giant ring on, you know, it's like a big class ring. And so I'm like, oh, is that undergrad or grad? And he's like, grad, uh, obviously, you know, and I'm like, oh, me too. Um, you know, I have dual, dual masters. And he's like, I didn't really see you as someone who'd been to grad school. I'm like, ooh, bitch. Like, Put my hand in my purse. I'm sitting around for my wallet. Thank God I pulled a 20. Possible. <laughs> like my margarita hadn't even come out yet. And I'm like, this should cover it. You know, and you, you bring up a very great point. I mean, not only did you not accept what he said to you, but you were there to have a good time for yourself. 
like that was the old that was the overall objective is you going on a date not to please the other person but to actually like you go on a date for really to your on for yourself I mean, you you have the salad for yourself you have your own stuff you have your own i mean it just it, it it makes sense that you're not going on a date just to please somebody else because dating should be fun or at least i believe it should be fun. well and then i you know i was i was trying to like circle the conversation back and i was like oh so you know like do you like traveling everybody likes to travel and he's like i don't understand why people get on airplanes and and like travel to us and i'm literally weeks away from a 17 hour plane ride away to australia at that point and, and i was like oh so where's the furthest you've been away from home and he's like iowa and i was <laughs> like that's when you end a date with another white person <laughs> like, that's, that's the timeout signal from the referee of like it's okay to go and you heard it here from a white person, people. Like, uh, that is not the two Negroes saying this. This is the white, uh, poly, queer, femme presenting. What did you call yourself? <laughs> I forget what you called yourself earlier. The haiju? Haiju. Haiju. Like the Japanese anime character, like the big. Um... Oh, wait, like from Godzilla. No, from. Yes. Yes. I remember those from what, what from Godzilla it? the movies. Oh my god, those movies were so good. Uh, Haiju, that was uh, what was that? Haiju. Hi oh, they're the big the monsters that they were fighting, right? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Because remember, like there was there was like the crazy things that was trying to like destroy the planet, and turns out like Godzilla and all the big monster friends were here to help us. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, okay. Thank you for sharing, you know, you know your, your 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 dating experience. Because coming from a polyamorous person, I just never thought. Like, I mean, just I, the first thing word that comes out is freaks. You know, like, yeah, y'all just just y'all freaky, freaky, freaky in a in a good way. I think that we need to normalize the non-hetero, non-monogamous, like you know, non-white dating experience, like. You know, dating as gay men is different than dating as queer women. Women dating women is very different than trying to date, you know, cis pet white men. We love to hear it. Now I have to, I know we'll probably wrap up here really soon, but I will say for the Fox News person uh, or the hard right person, as an, you know, an equitable social lover, I do believe they too deserve love. And even though they don't always love us back, uh that's not the point of us fighting for equity and all that good stuff i hope they find someone whose furthest distance has ever been iowa i hope they find someone who ain't ever been past oklahoma <laughs> but i think too like it goes back to that conversation about values and things that you put your time and your effort into you know like someone who is participating in gym culture might really want someone who you know, is into and supports the idea of them going to the gym six, seven, eight hours a week. Because, you know, that's like having another partner, right? If you spend eight hours a week with somebody, you know, and you're buying things for them and like you're spending your time researching the things to do in your eight hours with them, that's now 10, 12 hours a week, you know, and they're watching YouTube videos on how to lift and how to grunt and, you know, how to exfoliate. I don't know um the things that i mean yeah i mean right now my husband is at the gym well yeah he's at the gym and he will be there until nine o'clock tonight meaning he won't come home until 11 
And that is hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And he's not with me. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that's not bad, right? Like I could see that as bad. Yeah, I could I I'd like him to be home more often, but I'm also gone days on end, sometimes weeks on end. So, you know, it's even after the dating. Yeah. Once you like once you're in the mess yes. and once you've committed to the things, you're still dating. So okay. that's a really good point, right? Is common interest aside from one. So like in kind of kink, you can like people of all different, you know, backgrounds and ages and whatever, they kind of flock to the scene. Um, you know, and then the only common thread that you end up having with someone is that particular scene, right? Um, you know, we can see it in like circuit party culture, like the only thing that they want, you know, the only thing that you know, your common interest is the circuit party. Um, so, but ultimately, you know, if you start going home with that person at the end of the day, like what else is there to, to keep you interested and occupied and mm. conversation and, you know, this is the dating piece. Like, this is why yeah. we date, right? Or at least that's what I believe that's what we're dating for. Lord knows Lionel and I have very few things in common, but the things we have in common are good. Like they're they're solid, they're value driven. And the rest of it is just like, child, go live your life. I'm here to support, have fun. Yeah. There is a really great film, uh, small plug for uh, Queer Black Voices, which is an Aglyph program from which I'm a board member of. Um, there's this great, short film by a black trans woman called How Not to Date While Trans. It's so good and so funny and very poignant. Like the fact that she got this across in 12 minutes is just, a, it's a feat of engineering. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, so maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll have both of you back Ooh. next season. Ooh, I'm ready for it. <laughs> well, again, thank you, Nikki, for being part of our Wind Down Wednesday the podcast. And we hope to see you again. Also, make sure to subscribe. We're on Twitter. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're, yeah, we're on Facebook. We're on uh, YouTube. Um, was there anything that you wanted to say, Nikki, before we leave? No, I'm good. I appreciate the conversation. Y'all are wonderful. Oh, thank you. Is there anything you want to say? Uh, no, follow and share and uh be kind to tall female people. You know what? Be kind to anyone you date because we all have expectations and you know, don't hurt your don't hurt other people's hearts if you can, you know, be kind. It it costs you nothing to be kind. Mm-hmm. Amen to that, sister. Yes. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Yes. Bye, y'all. Yes, bye. Have a good one.